T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. We got at Nate Geary Sports. And uh, Nate says, Merry Christmas to everyone except for Tom Brady, who is probably watching his own documentary with his family this morning. Sports Talk Saturday. We were watching the highlights of last year's Super Bowl, which we won, but we weren't watching (laughs) a documentary. Does Nate actually play sports? Emotional damage on WGR. You good? Not little Jets. He died of emotional damage. Sports Radio 550. Welcome into Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Nate Geary, who you just heard in the open, being just ruthlessly made fun of by the one and only Tom Brady. That is such a good open. I really do love that open. But yes, Nate Geary is off today. This is Zach Jones. You typically will hear me on the board. I'll do sports updates on Saturday and through the weekdays on the morning show, but I am back in the host chair. Um, I did this one time right before the NFL draft. That was a ton of fun. Now, however, we actually have the NHL draft coming up pretty soon. The NHL draft combine, which is going to be in Buffalo this year, starts on Monday, May 30th, goes through the entire week through June 4th. I do, I do love draft combines for no reason. Josh Schmidt with me on the board. He's taken over the producing role with me. Josh, I, there's something about combines that I should not like because it's just, like there, there's no reason for it. Like it's just it's whatever. It's guys working out, and especially NHL players. I remember Jack Eichel's draft combine when no one could do a pull up. That was. Do you remember Casey Middlestad's draft? Combine? I very much remember. That was the next the, I was going to bring the up. The screenshot of Casey so Middlestad trying to do a pull up was just the meme of the internet for a few days. Now, but. I, now I feel bad. Like I feel like a bully saying that because Josh, you can see me. Obviously, no one else can. But like I'm a very skinny guy. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting here judging professional athletes, being like, "You guys can do a pull up? What are you doing?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I mean, I can do pull ups, but I can't do nearly anything you do." Well, right. But at the same time, I mean, I mean. You got to remember that he was what eighteen, like coming like, into yeah, his own. So, so it's like it's like they're not quote unquote professional athletes yet, yeah. but like they're on their way they're to be. Elite, so you athletes. should be able to do a pull yeah. up. No offense, Casey Middlestad. He's fine now. He's he's doing better. But yeah. back then it was a little funny. It was not a little funny. It was hysterical. Uh, yeah, it was really funny. But we're going to talk a little bit of NHL draft coming up in the next hour. Josh, you've got a ton of NHL draft stuff oh, coming up. you got oh, some yeah. articles. We're going to talk about one of the ones that you've got sort of coming up. Do you want to preview the player or do you want to like hold that off a little bit? We're going to hold it off a little bit. We're going to hold that off a little bit. But right now, I do want to keep it in hockey to start the show because while I'm a much more NBA playoff guy to NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs this year have been atrocious. They have not been good, really, at all. I enjoy the fact that there's no super teams, 
but I also really don't enjoy the fact that it's like these series are going six, seven games, but every game is a blowout. Where with hockey, yes, I do the morning show with Howard and Jeremy, but I was watching highlights of the Battle of Alberta. Yes, it ended in five games, but like every game was awesome. Or with Colorado and St. Louis, which we'll talk about that in a minute because Colorado advances correctly, obviously. I just want the best teams and the best players in. I just didn't want Jordan Bennington in, in there anymore. I mean, I don't really? like the guy. I hate Jordan Bennington so much. I, I, I will. I, I will just kind of want Colorado. That. I just want Colorado's just stack team. Well, see, the, the thing the with ben, this, the thing with Bennington is he he just he starts so much stuff off the ice. Yeah, like the whole Nazem Kadri water bottle thing, yes. and then that sparked a lot of other issues. And Nazem Kadri got a lot of like really bad. Um, Comments thrown at him bad and, press. and hate. Yeah. No, 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 not bad oh, press. Oh, no, 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 you're right. Yes, yeah, yes, There was yes, a yes. lot of hate thrown at him in the worst possible way. Um, Nazem Kadri is one of the, I think he is the only Lebanese player to ever play yep. in the NHL. And he probably had one of the better stories of the playoffs this year when, right. after that, goes out there, scores a hat trick. Well, and considering his playoff in playoffs in the past where he's been, you know, kicked out of, yep. he's been ejected, he's been suspended, and he's just got this quote unquote uh, tendency to be that guy. But well, yeah, he he fits not to this level, but the Brad Marchand. Well, right, that's what pe- that's what people made, depict you, him to be. Yeah, you don't see the hit, but you hear he's involved, and you're like, dirty player. Yep, his yep, fault exactly. Uh, Jody Biassi brought this up. Who, he, by the way, he's going to be coming up in about a half hour. He's going to join the show to talk a little more NHL. But he's brought it up too, where he's one of those players that he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. No, and and that's a big thing in hockey that I both enjoy and I don't. That it it's such a reputation sport. And it, and it is for a long time. It takes a lot for you to get rid of this, the quote-unquote reputation that you have, especially right. with potentially dirty players. Like, we love Jeff Skinner here. Right. But Jeff Skinner is, he is, uh, he's just a little firecracker. Yeah. He's like five foot nothing, and he'll go in after like Zdeno Chara and not care. Just because. Like, just because. Like, just and, to be a great. pain, just to annoy him, and, like, and all that. And, and when you're a fan of that team, you love them. Right. When you're not, you absolutely hate them. But see, I wouldn't compare Jeff Skinner to like Brad Marchand or even Nazem Kadri. Kadri, like, he, while he's not a dirty player, he's very physical. Yes, he has had his he's moments throughout physical. his career where you went, that was maybe a bit too far. Right. But the whole thing with the Bennington thing, he was, it, it started because Bennington got injured because Kadri, you know, yes. skated into him. Kadri couldn't really stop. He was being forced from behind. I don't know who the player was, but it was a St. Louis player. They were both crashing the net, mm-hmm. coming in a little too hot, and you know it ha- it happens. You see it all the time. But unfortunately, Bennington gets injured, and you know the fans create a narrative of oh, Kadri being who he is, he tried to hurt Bennington, and oh my God, blah blah blah. And then Bennington throws a water or allegedly throws a water bottle at him in a press conference. Yep. So it's like. What's going on here? Like, leave the guy alone. It was an accident, and move on. Grow up. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the big takeaway of it is is move on, which I think fans can always take a play out of that pay or uh, a page out of that playbook, but they never will. And I'm saying I'm saying that as a fan, but of course with the the Kadri situation, it went way too far. So I was more than happy to see him score a hat trick. Win a crucial game for Colorado. They ultimately win the series against St. Louis. They won last night, three to two. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Darren Helm scored with yes. like min- a minute to go. Yeah. Which I, I loved seeing St. Louis fans' faces just oh, just stunned. Like, yeah. Uh, little update too, because Josh couldn't get it in the update because it literally wasn't over yet. 
Uh, Charles Leclerc takes pole in the Monaco Grand Prix. That just happened after a red flag comes out after Sergio Perez and Carlos Sainz, the other Ferrari driver, Carlos Sainz, uh, collide. I believe Perez hit the wall and Sainz hit him after that. Um, Josh, you have to watch Drive to Survive. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to understand what you're talking about, yeah. but I just didn't. Everything you said to me there just didn't really make sense. You, you have to watch it. We're going to talk a little more Formula One probably in the next hour. We'll we'll, we'll jump onto that a little bit because I, I do want to stick to hockey, but um, that's that's going to be my thesis statement. Josh Schmidt has to watch Drive to Survive, and we're just going to go off from there. It, it, it will be done, but I I can't guarantee when. How's that? I don't like that answer at all. Oh, okay. I, I, the last two days has been brutal for my TV and movie takes from you, Howard Simon, and Nate Geary. I am not happy. Don't first, you group me with them. Wedding first, Crashers is a good movie. Don't group me with them. If, if anyone I, does not know what we are talking about, over the last few days we have had the takes of what is the most rewatchable or what is your most rewatchable movie, TV show, whatever it is. Howard Simon, just his Wedding Crasher takes were not correct. It is an iconic movie. We're going to leave it there. And then Nate Geary bringing up Game of Thrones yesterday and saying he's never watched it because he wants to be like counterculture. I I'm I I have don't say watched. it, Josh. I've, don't. Okay. I will leave the studio, and you'll just have to replay stuff. Do not do this. I am like I'm like one more comment away from sending a strongly worded email to our boss and saying I can't work with this list of people for their TV show slash movie takes. I won't explain myself other than that. Just it'll be a strongly worded email. The people I cannot work with do not wind up on that list. But back to the NHL playoffs. Josh, we were talking before we came on uh, before we came on the show today because you got here around like ten thirty ish. The Edmonton Oilers, to me, both make zero sense and make absolute all the sense in the world. They have the best player I've personally ever seen on a TV. I, I've I've I saw him live his rookie year when he came to Buffalo. I did get to go to that with my buddy Zach in the time in high school, so I got to see him live. But he was not the player he is now. I will tell you. Their team overall is not good. Bad goaltending, a defense that at times is atrocious. But Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl just are ridiculous together. Yeah, as I said in the update, I mean, these two guys each, not together, mm-hmm. each have 26 points in 12 games. That's over two points per game. And and you brought up, and I think you're absolutely correct too, we're all talking about Connor McDavid who, by the way, that is the best player I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Leon Dreisaitl. I am talking about right. Connor McDavid but when I say that. Leon Dreisaitl is just completely yeah. overshadowed. Yeah. Because he is, I mean, McDavid, like you said, like everyone has been saying, it's not like uh, Lemieux and Gretzky or, um, you know, Ovi and Crosby. Yeah. It is just McDavid. Yeah, I, and I've seen that, a lot of people saying that over, I think, probably about the last two weeks, where mm-hmm. there is no number two. Like, Gretzky and Lemieux, Gretzky was clearly number one, but Mario Lemieux I, with Pittsburgh had the, his years where he was better. Yeah, he had more points. There were times where Lemieux gave Crosby a run for his money. Yeah. And and it's... And you, I'm, look, like, I'm looking at the all-time playoff points yep. records. Gretzky had 47 points in one playoff year. Yeah. Lemieux's right behind him with 44. And Gretzky's right behind him again with 43. Gretzky's on here five times. And Lemieux had some serious health issues as well that, like, it probably did hamper, what, I would probably the, say two to three years of his career. The guy had cancer. Yeah. So, I mean, beat like, cancer, came back, and, and played with Crosby. 100 points? Something like that? I, I can't, I can't <laughs> like remember that. Season. I can't remember that exactly, but I do remember he had cancer, beat it, came back, and played until Crosby yeah. was in the league. So yeah. he owned the Penguins and played with their but best so player. You get those two. Him. 
then because you just brought him up, Crosby and Ovechkin and that sort of I don't want to say rivalry, but just their era. We're we're in the McDavid era. There is no right. slash this player. It would have been great to see. Well, I mean, I guess the closest I would say in the sense of like under twenty five is like, probably Matthews, right? Yeah, I was I was gonna say Austin Matthews. I, I, I kind of wish it was also Jack Eichel because that would be fun to have the one and two from the same draft be competing for like the best player. Well, in the we were league. all told that was probably going to happen. I even right. from NHL, you know, draft pundits and all that stuff. It was that for a while. And at the beginning of their yeah. careers, they were like neck and neck with each other. Yep. And then McDavid got well, McDavid, hurt. McDavid, yeah, had his injuries rookie yeah. year, and then Eichel, Eichel had his ankle injury. Yeah, so I mean, like they were sort of together, and then it just. What would you say about halfway through the second year? It just kind of became okay. Eichel's clearly two, right? And then year three, it was Eichel's good to great. McDavid's historic, yeah. And I think that was a very painful realization for me as well because, like that, I haven't paid attention to an NHL draft like that ever. Well, and that's one of the deepest NHL drafts in yes. history. I mean, there are still players coming out of the woodwork. Kirill Kaprizov was a 2015 draft pick in like the sixth round. So, and we we saw how he took the league by storm last year. And it's just it's just an insane draft to look at, but like you said, McDavid is historic. He is he is one of one. Right. There is no one like him. No. And the fact that he is getting close to a Gretzky record. Like that's always a thing in sports where like if you ever look up like a list of like top 10 unbreakable records. We've gotten to a point now where no one even says, "Oh, um Here's the, these specific records. It's just Gretzky's, Gretzky's records. Well, if Gretzky didn't score a single goal in his NHL career, he would still be the points leader of all time. He would still be a couple hundred points ahead of, I think, I can't remember who's in second. I think it's Messier. But he'd still be a couple hundred points ahead of Messier with just assists. And that's excluding the first two years of his hockey career because he played for the WHA. That's where the Edmonton Oilers came from, was the World Hockey Association, which was competing with the NHL. And the NHL said, hey, guys, why don't we just take, like, four of your teams, which were um, your Edmonton Oilers, Hartford Whalers, uh, I think the Quebec Nordiques, Mm -hmm. and uh, Winnipeg Jets. Those were the four teams that came into the NHL when the WHA folded. But like I said, two years of Gretzky's career were in that league. So you missed his 18- and 19-year-old seasons. So there's even points that aren't in the NHL record book that would have made him even higher than he is right now. I'm going to look up those stats. I kind of want to see like what we're looking at here. I just Gretzky is always going to be to me that athlete that just he transcends his sport. I think a lot of people also try to put Michael Jordan in that conversation and I've and I've grown a much more um fond appreciation of Michael Jordan cuz LeBron has always been like that's the guy to me my era. Um Michael Jordan Popularity, yes, because he made basketball a global sport. But in terms of like truly changing his game and being like, there's no one close to you, there's no one even close to you afterwards, it's Wayne Gretzky. Connor McDavid is the only guy close to that. Well, so the only, I mean, Alex Ovechkin is, I think, like 100 goals away from yeah. beating Gretzky's goal record. If Ovi beats it, I think McDavid's the next guy to rival it. And Matthews could also be in that conversation. I think Matthews, if he continues on this, you know, sixty goal pace for the rest for a few more years, and then like you know, forties and fifties and stuff like that. But I mean, as the game evolves too, you got to remember players are going to play when they're older. I mean, Ovi is. Well, we're, we're starting to see that. That like, I mean, as much as Ovechkin is sort of known for the guy that drinks what Coke out of a water bottle, which 
as a former college athlete, all for that, all for it, never change. Um, they still take better care of their body than guys did in the 70s, 80s, 90s, well, even early 2000s. I mean, guys were smoking cigarettes on the bench between yeah, shifts. Oh, yeah. Um, but, or eating hot dogs like, right. in, in the locker room right. like, before oh, they come back out. They, some of them still do that. Uh, Phil Kessel. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I love Phil Kessel. Though. Oh, yeah. He's, he's exactly who he is. He doesn't yeah. care. And he still scores goals, so exactly. it's fine. Um, but Alex Ovechkin's 36 right now. And Man, that beard tells a different story. Right, exactly. He looks a lot he older than he is. 49 with that beard. Yeah. So my point being is he could – I mean, Zdeno Chara and Craig Anderson are 41 and 42, and they still played in the NHL this year. Granted, they weren't very good, but – I mean, well, Craig Anderson, I think, was more than any of us expected. So that was – I'm grateful for Craig Anderson personally. But, mm-hmm. but regardless, Ovi could – if he's playing this well at 36, I think he could play – just as good into like 40 oh, 41 yeah. I think but the so. question is where is he going to be because if Washington is going down the tubes you're going to have to he's going to have to find a new home and find chemistry with his new teammates pretty quickly so he can score but really all he has to do is stand in the left left face off circle yeah it's more his teammates have to get chemistry with him rather than right right because he's like hey he, guys he's there gonna, he's like I'm going to my spot I'm going to be right here figure it out you guys all know where it is and you've never figured out how to defend it but here it is, right here. Just, so just, pass just it find me. me. Yeah, and but yeah, you know, I I would love to see him break it, and I'd love to see McDavid rival it. I think I, Sneaky Joe, I think on here somewhere on our bet board has it that he thinks he's going to break it. I know Joe has said he's going to break it though, so yeah, I don't feel bad saying that. He's definitely. I, I think it's like you know, like a couple like forty goal seasons, and then maybe like a fifty goal season, and yeah. he breaks it. So, and how many goals did he have this year? Uh, he was well, over forty. Like that's the thing too. It's like it's not like his pace is dipped. Where we're talking about, you know, having two or three forty goal seasons and maybe a fifty is like mm, that's a bit of a pipe dream. I don't know if that's going to happen. You're smiling. How many did he have? He had fifty exactly. Yeah. See, so like he, he's not off the pace. I, I think if, if we, anything has said it. If we wouldn't have had a COVID year last year, this would be probably doable for him next year. Uh, that's he has insane to me. Well, maybe not doable next year. Actually, he only has seven hundred and eighty only seven hundred and eighty <laughs> goals. Um, so like I said, he's about a hundred off. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if he had, you know, if we, if he had 25 more goals last year in a full season, it, it's going to do it'd it. be a lot closer. I, I think he's going to he, do it. He needs two 50 goal seasons. Oh, he's like, going to do it. He's or even it. if you want to, you could say four 25 goal seasons yeah. because he, like I said, he could probably play till he's 41, 42. So it's very doable. Absolutely. And I mean, Gordy Howe played when he was what? 50. For like a season or two, I'm, I'm fairly confident Gordy Howe and Yarmir Yager are not human. Oh my God, Yager I'm is still super playing. confident in that fact that they are just in fact not human. Max Finneganoff was still playing. A few he years was, ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, no, that's weird. I here's my thing, and this is it. Like again, I, I, why, why, why would you want to play that long? I get there's like a love of the game, but like waking up now, I'm 24 years old and I wake up with back pain and knee pain. On Yarmir Yager's Hockey DB page, it takes two scrolls to get to the bottom. That's gross. He played this year in the Czech Republic League, 43 games, and had 19 points in 43 games at the ripe old age of 50. The ripe old age of 50. I, I, yeah, oh maybe it's not, I thought it was going to be a little older than that, but oh, man. it's really not that old. I just, I, like, I just, I want to settle down, move somewhere warm, like, just relax. And so these guys are like 50, still skate. Well, and there was a picture of Yager a couple years ago. He was skating around with a weighted vest, ankle weights, and uh, a, a like a you know those big black like sewage pipes. Yeah, on his stick, 
And he was just skating around like as like weighted skating. You ever used a weighted vest? No. Yeah, those things should be illegal. Oh, really? It was the worst. Terrible. But back to our playoff conversation that we started with. Um, I could not be happier with the Western Conference Finals. Oh, 100%. I think initially when this started, I wanted Minnesota to make a deep playoff run. I love Kirill Kaprizov. And also, I don't really know how much more that my or that Minnesota team is going to stay together with their just atrocious gap situation. Oh yeah, thanks to Parise and Suter from a number of years ago, by the way. Like that, well, they bought them out. They I did. Think, I, they think they bought them out last year, and yeah. like this year, they were like, okay, like it's about we can survive. It's like a nine hundred thousand dollar cap hit for each, but next year it's literally like seven million per player. Yeah, you're paying fourteen million to two guys that are probably going to retire within the next two years. It's such a weird. Because I remember w- when that was made, that was like a thing that like put the Minnesota Wild on the map. Mm-hmm. And as I've discovered working at this radio station, the Minnesota Wild are actually not one of the most popular teams in Minnesota. They, right. they they're, are not they're one equal, of the least. Yeah, they're not equal teams. to the Timberwolves or not even close to the Vikings. And I was thinking, you know, that's hockey. It's that's, well, that's high school hockey rivals the Wild and, and college. <laughs> yeah, when high school and college hockey are, you know, that, like that's concerning. And now. Now I look back at that and I'm like, oh, I know why they made the Parise and Suter signings to the crazy contracts they did. That team always needed to be in the playoffs or they would completely fall apart. But I wanted Minnesota to make a, a run just because, again, it doesn't look like that team's going to stick around uh, for much longer. And I love Kaprizov as a player. He's one of my favorites to watch. If the Sabres could ever, in their wildest dreams, have a shot at getting him, I would be leaving that train. There is another player on that team that I'd love the Sabres to go for, and that's Ooh. Kevin Fiala. Yes. F- He's well, a free you, agent. You, yeah, you have mentioned Fiala a number of times to me. It's going to be tough, but I think they might be able to do it. Yep. But it's 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 definitely a pipe dream as of right now, depending on who the other big free agents are, because he's going to be a big free agent. We'll but see. If, I think I there's a part of me i don't think it's realistic but there's a part of me that really thinks like the sabers are going to get like they're going to put sunglasses on and just start throwing money around they, i mean they have to yeah. get the, they have to get to the cap floor <laughs> but I, you've probably heard that on the station a number of times they have to get to tw- they have yeah. to spend 20 point, 21.6 million to get to the floor it's insanity to me the like, floor like, like to legally be able to play in the nhl next year the fact that we actually had like a really really fun year and this is the first time we've had a fun year in Five or six, like in terms of like being excited. Yeah, since the ten game win streak, I would say. Oh, so, yeah. So what would that be about? Four years ago? Three years ago? Yes, because yeah. I was a. I remember I was a freshman in college, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, they're actually good." When I'm like, you know, around people that enjoy hockey, and it's so much fun. But here, those seasons obviously never ended on a happy note. If no. anything, you got to like February, and you were like, "I hate everybody on this roster." Oh yeah, because they went on the ten game winning streak, yeah. and then. Whew. But this year, of course, it ended. Really positively. Mm-hmm. I think the Sabres hit every single milestone game or, or big event game. They won. Or they played well. So that was big. But yeah, so back to the playoffs. Um, we got the Battle of Alberta, which I think was, what, the first time in like 19 years? Yeah, or, it, it was, was something, something ridiculous like where I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, and that was a... I mean, to put it in perspective, the Flames and Stars scored 29 goals in their entire yeah. series. The Flames and Oilers scored 15 goals in the first game. Yeah, that's... I don't know if that's on that bad goaltending awesome. or if it's just like that is that just first game was bonkers. awesome. Bad goaltending, but that first game was awesome. Uh, was super stoked that the Stars were eliminated for both the Battle of Alberta and also they're the most boring team in hockey. They have replaced the Islanders. I oh I hate them. I did, I don't like watching the Dallas Stars play hockey. They just tighten everything up. Everyone looks frustrated, and the final score is like one nothing or two one. And I'm I'm not having a good time. To the Eastern Conference, where I like basically nobody. 
Oh yeah, I, I I didn't. The only one I wanted to really go anywhere was Florida. Yep, Florida. And, they and that just, was terrible. What happened? Can we actually before we hit a break here because we're we're running a little bit. It's fine. Florida, man, that was embarrassing. Yeah, President's that, Trophy winner. You load it up. You get um. Oh, I'm blanking on his name from Philadelphia. Claude Giroux mm-hmm. from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You're ben, looking. You're looking like oh, it's we're down to nothing. We're ba- it's basically tied. Like that's how they were scoring goals. All year. Right. Ben Sherratt was not the right defensive addition at the trade deadline. They should not have given a first-round pick for Ben Sherratt. And, and I fully agree with that. But also, what happened to the scoring? Right. It was just exactly. gone. I mean, Carter Verhage in the first round had, I think, 12 points in yeah. six games. And then nothing. It was and atrocious. It, it, you didn't see anything from really Barkov nope. or Huberto. Or it just, Sam and, Reinhardt had a power play goal. And that only came after, I think, 25 straight power plays right, without a goal. Right. And they didn't play... Spencer Knight once. No. It was Sergei Bobrovsky the whole time, which is fine, but like you gotta try the kid every once in a while. You know, you give him a chance. That that's, you're down three nothing in a series, try out yeah. the, the other guy. He's I'll, fresh. I'll tell you it, representing the Eastern Conference Finals, Tampa Bay is one of those teams. We're gonna find out the other one potentially tonight, if not definitely this weekend with Carolina and I don't New think, York. I don't think tonight because Carolina can't win on the road. No, and I was I was, was going to bring that point up in a little bit where it's just if the game is in Madison Square Garden, we are going to go to a Game 7. But Tampa Bay, I thought I did think they would lose to Toronto. Yeah, I, I did. did, I that, did game, that That series went to seven games. I thought they would lose to Toronto. Austin Matthews scoring 60 goals. All of Toronto did too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate Toronto, so I, I do, at a certain point, genuinely feel bad. See, now I'm going to send a strongly worded email. <laughs> this is... Like, I mean, like, I, look, I, the city is gorgeous. I don't like their fans, but to a certain point, I'm like, that's upsetting to see. It, it is, but the memes. you got to remember oh, the, the memes, no, the memes are great. The, the memes are great. The, the, the Twitter page of days since the Leafs won the Stanley Cup. I think it's almost. I think it's over twenty thousand. Yeah, but then someone just sends like thirteen seconds, and I get misty eyed. So I don't really want to deal with that's that. Fair. But yeah. Toronto, or not, uh, not Toronto. Tampa, to me, like survived the Toronto series. They survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they just and I, and then they're getting Florida, and I'm like, oh, this could get not ugly, but like not yeah. great. But then Florida also somewhat struggled with Washington. Right. Right. But it and it ended in six. So I'm like, okay, maybe they got they got a shot here. Nope. Not even not even a little bit. It was a bad series to watch. It was somewhat boring because Toronto slowed down the pace, which was a correct way to play the Florida Panthers, don't get me wrong. But Florida never adjusted. Never once. And they just it they had such an issue. I think part of it is they got out coached. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean John Cooper has done this for how many years and he's been in the in the playoffs for the past how past four or five years in a row. Yeah. And one other interesting stat is um, Pat Maroon of the Tampa Bay Lightning could be could theoretically beat the New York Islanders playoff series win streak record. Mm-hmm. So the as everyone knows, the Islanders won the Stanley Cup from nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty four, four years in a row. Um it has never been done since then. I believe their win streak series wise is nineteen in a row. Yeah. Pat Maroon Pat Maroon, if they win the Stanley Cup, will be at fourteen in a row. Because he won the cup with the Blues, and then he won the last two years with the Lightning. It's insanity. That's the only reason I want the Lightning to win. Anything else, I don't want them to win. Like, it, you know, their whole story of, oh, this is the last time we're going to be together. Nope, we're just going to circumvent the cap again. Yeah, and just going to do it again. Come just back. Do it again. <laughs> you got to love it. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. 
When we come back, sneaky Joe DiBiase, uh, the, basically WGR's utility man. You've heard him on Show in the Bulldog. He's their producer. He's the co-host of the Extra Point Show. And for the last uh, about two months, he's been really helping out with the morning show coasting with Jeremy White while Howard Simon was out. He's going to be joining us. And, you know, a bit of a question I kind of want to get people going on is, is who do you actually want to win the Stanley Cup? There's a few teams in here. Tampa Bay is a dynasty. Colorado has somewhat been that team, the really talented team. Edmonton has the star power, and then, of course, the Carolina uh, New York Rangers. I imagine no one will want them to win it. But hit us up. Let us know. Call us at 716-803-0550. That's the number. You can tweet us at WGR550. You can tweet us at our own personal Twitter accounts as well. But we're going to take a quick time out when we come back. Sneaky Joe DiBiase joins the show to continue on with some of this NHL talk here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. If whoever it drops to can show the calmness that Rodri did a few minutes ago, it'll be a title winner. De Bruyne dancing into the area. De Bruyne it's a title winner. Welcome back into WGR and Sports Talk Saturday. On the West Her Hotline, Sneaky Joe DiBiase, I feel bad that we played that because, as many of you will know, Joe is an avid Liverpool fan. They were in the Premier League title race basically from the start of the season, just all the way there, and and tonight, well, this afternoon for us tonight in Europe is the Champions League final, but Josh, of course, plays the goal that basically secured that Liverpool will not win the Premier League and Manchester City will, uh, is it repeat as champions or... I think it's repeat as champions. Joe, how are you? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm putting that out of my brain as quickly as possible. Positive vibes only today. Don't need to think about last week. Champions League final today. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm fired up for today. That's good. I mean, honestly, that's a really good thing to do because I remember the show we did afterwards. You were just like, it's like getting close to 13 seconds. No goal. Game seven, and I'm like, oh, this poor guy's going through it. But I did want to bring I you was, on. It it did you say yeah. a little exaggerated, but in the moment it definitely felt that way. Oh, in the moment it always feels way worse than it ever ends up being. I, I mean, I've been able to rewatch the 13 second game. I just I can't watch overtime, but I can watch pretty much the entire game. Hockey wise, oh, I can't just because I, of goals. That imagine, goals break me. I, I can't imagine watching that. I have not gotten to a place where I can watch that game back. Uh, I might get there. The game seven game, uh, game seven in Raleigh. 2006 Sabres Hurricanes. I've never once been able to go back, watch any part of that, highlights, nothing. 
the 13 second game, I might get there. So I, I don't know. The liver last Sunday too, Liverpool Man City. I'm, I'm not at a point yet where I can go back and watch it. And that Bills Chiefs game, I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch that game back. It's tough. I just I need a positive like moment in sports where I can like I can always go back and watch it if I'm in a bad mood. But Joe, I did want to bring you on just because tonight we have Game Six, Carolina, New York, and you have been an avid, I not supporter, but like. You believe New York is the New York Igor Shosturkins and that they are not necessarily a phony team, yep. but definitely not worthy of representing the Western Conference fi- or the Eastern Conference Finals. How do you think tonight's going to go, especially with the game being in Madison Square Garden? Uh, I have lo- my, my batting history in the last month is basically in the, the negative solely because I continue to bet against the New York Rangers and they're still here. I mean, I mean, they could lose it tonight and it could be all over. Uh, but they got through the Penguins with what I think was a little bit of luck that they got to Pittsburgh's third-string goaltender. Um, but, yeah, like New York Igor Shesterkins, like I think that's kind of the book on them is they have the best goaltender in the world, at least if he's not the best, he's arguably the best with Andre Vasilevsky right now, and they can play like crap for 60 minutes and they can get through. And it's a little annoying. It's a little frustrating. But that is hockey. I mean, that is hockey. Those teams are maybe getting rarer and rarer where just a goaltender, a hot goaltender, can get you through a deep playoff run. You're seeing now with Edmonton and Colorado and even Carolina, you got to have these uber-talented rosters, these superstar-level players that can get you through that deep. But the Rangers are the one team that are still here being like, yeah, we're doing it the old-school way where we're just blocking shots and we're getting, we're executing on our power plays, and we're not giving up having these glaring mistakes, and our goaltender is going to be the star of the show. Um, and that's worked for them thus far. I'm still betting against them because they don't have the puck that often, and Carolina dominates possession. Scoring chances are always dominated in the favor of the opponent. Um, but, again, Shesterkin, I mean, the, the reason I've been wrong to this point on them is that guy. He can make everything else go away because he's that good. Uh, so that could happen tonight. But I, I would pick I would pick Carolina. Close game. The Rangers don't get blown out easily because of Shesterkin. So I'd, I'd go like a close close Carolina win would be my prediction for tonight. Now with that, I mean, do, do you think Carolina's got a shot with Tampa? I mean, Tampa I, th- I thought survived the Toronto series. I thought ultimately I think the best yeah. team came out of that, but they survived through Game Seven. But then, I mean, they walked through Florida. Like, does Carolina really have a shot to be in the Stanley Cup final? Or is it this is like, good for you, you've made it this far, but try again next year? Well, the thing on them right now, right, is that they can't win a road game. I mean, they're winning all their home playoff games, but they can't win a road game. So they're going to have home ice against the Lightning. So I guess that's one way you could look at it as they could win because they just have to win their home games and they'll get through. I, I don't know because the Lightning – the Lightning right now can win in two different ways. They can win when they open it up, like they did against Toronto, when the opponent is, all right, you want to play up and down the ice, speed, skill, like we'll play that game, and they can win that game because of all the, the talent they have. I mean, it helps when they have Braden Point on the ice, uh, obviously, and they could really use him if that's how Carolina wants to play them uh, in the next round if they do end up playing the Hurricanes. So they can play that way, where they can open up the floodgates and they could win a 6-5 to five hockey game. Or, as you saw against Florida, they decided, all right, we're going to kind of hunker down, we're going to 
smother scoring chances. We're going to let our goaltender be the star of the show. They can almost play that Rangers card a little bit while not getting dominated uh, possession-wise as much. And Vasilevsky carried them through. So they can win the low-score games. They can win the high-score games. And Carolina, I think I'm pretty confident they can win these low-score games because of their blue line being arguably well, maybe not the best in hockey, but they're one of the best in hockey with Slavin and Pesci. They're super underrated. Uh, Brady Shea, too. So they can check into that defensive type of game, uh, get the puck up to the forwards, and a lot of transition uh, for them. So I, I think I think they can play that game, but I think Tampa, both the offensive style of series you might see and a defensive style of series you might see has the advantage. So I don't want to say they can't win it, but I, I would – I would be heavily betting on Tampa to win that series. Now, over in the Western Conference, of course, Colorado uh, closes out their series with St. Louis last night, which I think most of us assumed Colorado would probably win that series, even if they didn't win last night. I, I think eventually they would have won it. Edmonton, though, I just it, I don't yeah. like Edmonton as a team. We've talked about this, you know, off air, on air, but I, Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, they, they keep it going. Do you think yeah. that's going to wind up being a closer series than maybe the depth charts would tell you? I actually am going to go with no on that. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope that we get you know uh, the new version of Crosby versus Ovechkin, the the NHL version of Steph versus LeBron with McDavid versus McKinnon. Something that you can market. Something that you're just you cannot wait to see it every time they're on the ice. It's just it's stardom. It is speed guys moving at a pace that has never been seen in the sport. I hope we get that for six, seven games, and it's a close competitive series. I don't think we're going to get that, though. I think Edmonton is just too thin to go toe-to-toe with Colorado. I think when McDavid is on the ice, I hope we get McDavid versus McKinnon because McDavid has dominated everything when he's on the ice. Scoring chances, shot attempts, possession, everything. Goals for Everything is just so in favor of McDavid. He dominates whoever he's on the ice against. Will that be the case when he's playing McKinnon? Will that be the case when he's playing McCarr? It's two immovable objects coming together when that is injury. But long series, Colorado's deep. Colorado's deep, three lines deep with scorers, a, a really solid blue line until you get to the Johnsons, Jack Johnson, Eric Johnson. Uh, but the, the, the other four defensemen are really strong. Uh, and then the goaltender, Darcy Kemper, Coming into the playoffs, I wouldn't have said he's better than Jacob Markstrom, but Markstrom was bad in that series against Edmonton. So I'm not betting on Kemper being as bad as Markstrom was. And on the other side, Mike Smith has given up goals from 300 feet away. I mean, the, the shots are coming from out of the building, and they're finding their way past Mike Smith. He's letting in softies every single game. And you cannot do that against Colorado. Calgary – Calgary was good. Calgary was good this year. They had a bad series, though. Like they, that was not the Flames that we had seen throughout the regular season. I, I don't see Colorado having a down series like that. So they're going to come at the Oilers, and they're going to come at them with tons and tons and tons of speed and scoring chances. And I don't think Mike Smith holds up in that. Like I, I, would, I would guess that's a five-game series, maybe the six, but I think most likely five because I just cannot see Mike Smith getting – the Oilers against the Avalanche to a deep playoff series. All right, real quick, without really even thinking about it, who wins the Stanley Cup? Colorado. Colorado. That's kind of where I'm at, too. I think 
McDavid is the best player in the playoffs right now. I think number two and number three are Nathan McKinnon and Cal McCarr. I think they're a complete team. I like Kemper in that. Uh, I like the blue line. Bo Byram's been pretty good for them in the playoffs. Uh, Natushkin, I mean, they just start naming the forwards. I mean, they, they get chances from all three of their top lines. I mean, Darren Helm is scoring goals last night that, that are important. Darren Helm, who's been in the league since like 2002, that's probably exaggerated, but it feels like that's been the case. Uh, I, I think they're the deepest team. They've got the second and third best player in the playoffs, and I, I think they're going to get through. I think they're going to get through the Oilers, and then I think Colorado-Tampa, to me, is the best possible series that we could get. Uh, of the, the remaining teams that are left, I think, for, for intrigue, for dynasty versus stardom, for just being a close series, uh, I think Tampa and Colorado are very close, but I would give Colorado a flight edge. All right, and now going on to the NBA, because in, in in my opinion, the least surprising thing in the world, Boston has a shot to end their series with Miami to get to the NBA Finals in Boston, and Jimmy Butler puts up 47 points. Joe, we've talked about it. Sales talked about it. This Boston team is super likable, but they just cannot put away the heat, can they? I They can't put away the heat, but I think the, the most interesting thing of this series is – the nation is finally, finally, I shouldn't even say finally, they're beginning to recognize the star that Jimmy Butler is. But it's understandable why you could wait so long to declare him a superstar player because how often in sports, let alone the NBA, but in sports, do you see a guy be pretty good, borderline all-star, maybe he's an all-star, maybe that's not giving him enough credit from his pre-heat days where he's an all-star player. We know he's good, but come on, not a superstar. No one in their right minds would ever call him Jimmy Butler a superstar when he was in Chicago or in Minnesota or Philadelphia. Like he was a, what was he, on, in an NBA where you had super teams all over the place, the Warriors, LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love as like a championship team. Jimmy Butler was probably viewed as, well, if he's your third best player, you can win a championship. If he's your third best player. How often does that guy at 32 years old, not 25, not 28, at 32 years old, just suddenly become, holy cow, he can't be stopped. He's an alpha. He's an apex predator. And he is going to carry his team through through the conference finals into game seven. He went to the finals two years ago. How often does that happen in sports, let alone the NBA? It just does not. So I think it's understandable why the nation has taken a long time to really allow their minds to accept the possibility that Jimmy Butler is a superstar. But right now, by the way, right now on a gimp leg, he's got a a knee that he has to have drained after every game. He's had knee problems for the last week or so. Can't even lift up the way he normally does. And he scores 47 points and carries the heat through when you've got just a bunch of young guys that look like they're afraid to take a shot. I mean, to me, that is the story. Jimmy Butler has just reached up, grabbed stardom, and he is not giving it back. And I think it is one of the one of the craziest stories in sports right now that that guy at that age has just suddenly jumped up to become a, a level uh, a player like that. Well, I mean, yeah, you brought up his injury. Speaking of his last three games, I mean, he he eight points, six points, thirteen points, and then last night forty seven. I mean, in an elimination scenario on the road. That's yeah. you brought. That's an alpha player right there. That is a guy that has the clutch gene. That he's decided. All right, my teammates are apparently too small for this moment. I'm I'm going to be bigger than everybody. And he has been. Yeah. He he is he has done that for the Heat a number of times in this playoffs. But now I do got I got to ask you. 
at 3 o'clock today, Liverpool, Real Madrid. I think Liverpool is one of the most talented teams of this generation. Do you think yeah. they are able to get their second Champions League trophy under Jurgen Klopp? I, I do. I think they're they're a deeper team than Real Madrid is. Uh, Madrid's got Benzema up front, who, I mean, in the Champions League, he can single-handedly uh, bring his team back, and he's done that on multiple occasions. So he scares me a little bit, but the roster through, I mean, if you were going to draft, uh, if you were going to build a super soccer team based, and you were picking from these two pools of players, eight of the 11 starters might be Liverpool guys. Um, I think they're super deep. I think they have been playing near-perfect football the last month or so of the season. They're riding hot. And Madrid, listen, like they, they're great. They've got talent. They should have lost to Man City. They got lucky. They got lucky in the Champions League semis. They, were, they needed two goals in the final couple of minutes. They got it. And it was, it was a little fluky, just a little lucky. Now, they're a great team, don't get me wrong. And even if you look at the odds, Liverpool is a favorite. But it's like plus 190. So, yeah. Is that even? You could probably say it's a heavy favorite, but it's not like it would be inconceivable that Real would win today. So it's a, I think it's a good matchup. It's an intriguing matchup. I like when you get it from different countries, and it's not just England versus England, which you've had the last couple of years. So I like the matchup, and there's revenge. Revenge on the mind because Real beat uh, Liverpool uh, in the Champions League, I think it's four years ago now. Yeah, because they, they ruined most uh, of Salah's World Cup run, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm into that. And by the way, real quick, just to, to wrap that the, the NBA conversation we had real quick, I don't know if you agree with this, Zach. I truly believe whoever wins Game Seven, that, that, that Game Seven Heat versus Celtics is just for the right to get obliterated by the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Golden State's winning in four. There's, they are yeah, such a well-made smoke. team. Yeah, they're going to smoke whoever comes out of that series. I think. Man, Steph Curry. Now at this point, though, I am rooting for the Warriors because I want Steph Curry to get a Finals MVP because it's the one award he can't seem to get. And I want him to yeah, get it so badly. It's incredible that he doesn't have it. I don't really think he needs it for like his legacy to be intact, but it is just weird that he doesn't have that. Durant got a couple. Iguodala got one. It's the Iguodala uh, one that just bothers it. me. Like I know Iguodala, he probably deserved yeah. it, but I don't. I don't care. Because he held, no, I don't think he deserved it because he, he got credit because he held LeBron to thirty three a game instead of thirty eight a game. Like, he was still the best player in the series. He just happened to be on the losing side. I, I, I disagree. I do not believe Andre Iguodala deserved that final. <laughs> it's so ridiculous that, Steph, that Stephen Curry, who has changed the game of basketball in our era, does not have a finals MVP. But, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Again, uh, Sneaky Joe DiBiase on the Western Hotline. Joe, I will talk to you next week. Enjoy your long weekend. We have off on Monday, which is phenomenal. I'm going to watch a ton of Stranger oh, yeah. Things. I'm so excited. Uh, you watch that. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the first two episodes of Kenobi. There you go. I I did. I made a terrible decision yesterday. We'll talk about that when we come back. But Joe, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Zach. Talk to you soon. All right. When we come back, we're gonna take just a quick time out. I want to get to some tweets that we've gotten about teams that you either want to win the Stanley Cup or now that we're at this point, we're in into the conference finals. What teams you don't want to win the Stanley Cup? Also, I will talk about my terrible Kenobi decision. We're gonna talk a little bit about that when we come back here on WGR. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back into Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. And of course, this is Star Wars. We are going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Just real quick before we hit another break, because I made a bad decision. So the first two episodes of the new Disney Plus series, Kenobi, came out yesterday. And I made the brilliant decision, as some of you listening may know, I do the morning run. I produce for Howard and Jeremy. And so typically I have to get here around 5.30 in the morning. Typically, I get up around 4.30 to get ready, you know, brush my teeth, take a shower, maybe eat some food, you know, whatever it is. I made the brilliant decision Thursday night, you know what, I'm going to go to bed early because I'm going to wake up at 3 in the morning to watch the first two episodes. Very much forgetting, Instigators and One Bills Live were off yesterday, so for eight hours, I was producing live shows, and I did not get a break. So... To tell everyone that don't do that, just if, if you have the idea, because I know Stranger Things as well came out on Netflix, if you ever had the idea of, I'll just get up at 3 in the morning and watch my favorite TV show, don't do that. Think for a second, talk to a family member, and don't do that. Josh, how did you feel about Kenobi? Because we talked about it a little bit yesterday when you came in. My one word is just incredible. I, yeah. To put it in a word, it, it, the first two episodes hit you with the nostalgia, and then they're just setting up a really good story. Yeah, they're setting up the next four episodes. They're going to start coming out now on Wednesday mornings, so that should be fun. I will not be doing the three in the morning run. Oh, see, I can because I come in in the afternoon. So yeah, okay. Don't, <laughs> let's not let's not rub that in because I have to literally like turn off Twitter so I don't get spoiled or so I don't get spoiled. So don't don't brag, don't rub that in. But when we come back, Josh, you are starting a series on the NHL draft. The combine starts this Monday, Memorial Day. It's going to run through uh, June fourth. It's going to be in Buffalo. So we're going to talk about some of the draft picks that the Sabres or Sabres fans should be starting to pay attention to with the Sabres having three draft picks. We're going to do that and a whole lot more here on Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 